community. It starts here. Today we're looking at how we can support each other in community, whether it be sharing a meal or showing up for someone who is hurting. There are so many ways we can support one another in community. You know, in fact, it was just a few weeks ago when a woman in a small group here at Prince of Peace lost her husband. When the group found out that her husband had died, they showed up for her in so many ways to support her. They prayed for her at their gathering. They showed up at the funeral and they didn't just show up. They showed up by greeting people at the doors. Anyone who walked in was greeted by someone from her group. They also ushered during the service and they took on the help of working with people in the kitchen, setting up tables. And then after the funeral was over, their support didn't end. In fact, they continued to call her, to pray with her, and to spend time with her as she goes through this difficult time. The support that she received from her small group has been amazing. And that's what it means to be a community that supports one another. Well, in today's reading from Paul in the book of Romans, Paul is encouraging the Roman church to support one another. He emphasized that to be community is really to be supportive of one another. He mentions that support comes from using the gifts that God has given each and every one of us. He goes on to say that as a community, we honor one another through sharing those gifts through God's love. Now, the words that Paul wrote weren't only for the church in Rome. They're for all of us right now. So today's reading comes from the book of Romans, the 12th chapter. Just as our bodies have many parts and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things very well. So, if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you the leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Here ends our reading. You know, Paul says it like it is. Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Well, we love when we support those in our community using the gifts that God has given us. That's exactly what Paul was hoping for in the Church of Rome and for our church and our communities where we live and where we work and where we worship. 
We've all been given gifts to share with others in community. And as we share our gifts in community, we are sharing God's love. You know, Jesus is the perfect model for living out this in community. He lived his love by supporting those who really needed help in the community. And we follow Jesus by doing the same thing in our community, sharing what we have to support one another. Now, as a community, we come together not to agree on all things in life. That's not even realistic. And it certainly was not what Paul intended in his letter to the Romans. Paul knew that every community is built of individuals, all with various opinions and ideas. However, we are called to put aside our differences and use our God-given gifts to love one another, to support one another, as we go through life together. And when we support one another, we share the love of God every time. This just happened this week. There was a woman in my neighborhood community who sent out a text inviting our neighborhood to support between 20 and 30 people this year at Christmas. This is what her text said. Reaching out to get a count for the annual Adopt a Family event. We have sponsored 20 to 30 people in the past. Let me know if you are in. Okay, literally, within one hour, 19 families responded to sign up. Now, my neighbor has the gift of organization. Her day job is project manager, but she's taken her gifts of organization to support our community. Did you know that you have gifts to support others in community as well? Well, what are some of the ways your support works in your community? Well, if you're confused, you may be like many people who have a hard time identifying their gifts. You may even think, well, what do I have to offer? Well, we often think of what we can't do before we acknowledge what we can do. Why is it so hard to imagine ourselves as having something, a gift, to offer and support? Well, maybe it's because some of us are prone to compare ourselves with others. We are not as smart or as athletic or handy or talented as others. So instead of focusing what we can offer, we often get caught up in what we can't do. I actually find myself doing that very thing. You know what? I can't sing like the people who sing on the platform during worship. I certainly can't fix things like the facility staff. And organizing really isn't my gift either. I actually tried to organize a book club in my neighborhood. The only way the book club survived is that my neighbor took over the organization. Well, it's not hard to find things I can't do well. But you know what? There are some things that I can do. For instance, <laughs> I can make an extra pan of lasagna and share it with a colleague's family while she is out sick. There are things that you can do, that you've been given gifts to do, to share in your community as well. See, your gifts come naturally to you. There are things that you do easily without much effort, things that you enjoy doing. Those are the gifts that God has given you to share with others. Well, you're encouraged to focus on what you can do 
Each one of us has gift to share. Paul lets us know that we all have something to offer our community. We are encouraged to discover our own gifts and use them. You are unique. There is no one like you. And God has called you to use your gifts to support those in your community, to be about the work of sharing God's love. Well, we all live together in community. And in your community, no matter, no matter where it is, all people belong, all people matter, and you have a part to play in sharing God's love. God needs you. Your contribution is important. Think about it this way. You may not think your little toe matters much until you break it. Then you realize just how much you need it to walk. Well, Paul emphasized that every part of Christ's body matters. It impacts the whole body, just like you matter to the whole body of Christ. So sharing your gifts to support others does make a difference. Now, most of us are part of more than one community. Some of us are parts of churches. We have a neighborhood. We have work. We have school. We have family. We all are parts of communities in which we have a part to play. Knowing this, where do we start? First thing you can do, identify your passion. What are some of the things that you enjoy doing? If you were given a whole day to do anything you wanted, what would you do? What are some of the things that you have done that other people have noticed and told you you were really good at it? This is a great place to start to identify your God-given gifts. You see, your gifts come naturally to you. Quite often, you may not even recognize them as gifts because they come so easily to you. They're often something that we love to do or, or it's our passion. We often assume that everyone can do them just like we can, but that's not the case. What you love to do, what comes naturally to you, that is your gift. You know what, I have a friend who loves to draw. She's taken her passion, her gift, and uses it to teach others in small groups. She designs bulletins for her church and has some of her paintings on display at her local community center. Her full-time job? Well, she's an accountant. Her passion? Art. She loves sharing her gift, especially with children, encouraging them, each one of them, that they too can be an artist. Second thing we can do, and this is huge, identify the gifts you see in someone else. That's how we can be supportive. When we identify the gifts we see in another person, we're supporting them in a beautiful way. You know, one gentleman was really frustrated with his job. He sat at a desk most of the day and stared into his computer. It paid the bills, but that was about it. One thing he did enjoy doing was fixing things around the house. Whenever something broke, he found it challenging to try and fix it. 
He always enjoyed the challenge of working on things that were broken to see if he could actually get it somehow to work again. Now, he never saw his ability to fix things as a gift or how it could use to support someone until he was approached by someone at Prince of Peace. Someone saw his gift and invited him to use it. And soon he joined a group of men who work diligently in restoring and creating new ways to keep our building functioning and up to date. His gift of fixing has supported his community for a very long time. You see, when we see something in another person, we see it as a gift to share. We're not only supporting that one person, we're supporting a community by taking the time to speak up and to share with that person, hey, I see you're really talented in this. I think that you can do a lot with this gift. And you, then you know what happens? We have no idea what God will do with that gift and how that can support and how it can change a life. So I invite you to watch this video. I have a lot of memories from when I was a child. One that's always stuck out to me though was when I was about 10 years old and I was in school and I struggled. And I, I didn't struggle with English, math, or science. I struggled holding still. And I would try to listen and focus and process ideas, but I couldn't help myself. And then to be honest, I would sit there and then I would just start tapping. And the students in the class would look at me and they'd say, hey, stop tapping. A lot of the time, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then eventually even the teachers got after me and they would yell at me and they'd say, Clint, you have to stop tapping. It got so bad that I got sent to the principal's office for tapping. And he said to me, okay, maybe when you go back to class, just try sitting on your hands. And so I did, I went back to class and when I felt myself starting to tap, I just, I did this, I sat on my hands. And that worked for about five seconds. One time I was tapping in class and my teacher, Mr. Jensen, he looked at me and he yelled. And he said, Clint, stay after class. And I thought to myself, this is it, I am done. Now I've always been the type of person that believes that a single moment in time can change a person's life. And this was one of those moments for me and I will never forget it. And so I was sitting there with Mr. Jensen and an empty classroom. And he walked past me and he sat next to his desk and he said, Clint, come here, I want to talk to you. And as he looked me right in the eye, he said, now I need you to know something, you're not in trouble. But I do have just one question that I have to ask you. And he asked, he said, have you ever thought about playing the drums? And in that moment, Mr. Jensen, he leaned back and he opened the top drawer of his desk. And he reached in and he pulled out my very first pair of drumsticks. And he held them in his hands and he looked at me and he said, Hey Clint, you're not a problem. I think you're a drummer. And from that moment on, I've never put those sticks down. I've toured, recorded, played drums all over the world. My whole college education 
was paid for with drumsticks in my hand. Just because of a single moment in time when somebody believed in me and he saw something in me that I didn't even see within myself. And from that moment, I learned that there's a difference between being the best in the world and being the best for the world. You know what? Mr. Jensen shares his gift as a teacher to support a young child, and it changed his life. You and I were called to support and build each other up as a community, and when we do, God uses it to change lives. How will you use your gifts to support someone today?